Welcome to the Customer Service Gold Dust Podcast. This is the UK's only podcast where customer experience professionals share their journey, insights, challenges, and current focus in an ever-changing customer service landscape. My name is Gavin Scott, and I invite you to join us as we delve into another great conversation. Whether you want to increase customer satisfaction or decrease customer complaints, there's sure to be plenty of gold dust that will help you to stand out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Customer Service Gold Dust Podcast. And I'm your host, Gavin Scott. Now, my next guest is a SaaS founder and business consultant who specializes in operations and process optimization. She has spent over eight years in the e-commerce industry from running a fulfillment center in China, where she was living for over two and a half years, to launching her own SaaS software for package tracking that increases sales by between 5 to 10% on autopilot. Joining us live all the way from Bulgaria. Let's give a warm welcome to Irina Podubnaya. Hello, Irina. Hello, Gavin. So excited to be here today with you. Tuning in from sunny Bulgaria and we'd love to talk about the customer experience and the customer support. And it's great to have you, Irina. And uh, you are the first guest that we've had on the Customer Service Goldust podcast from Bulgaria. I mean, how does that make you feel? That makes me feel like almost like I'm going to the moon for the first time because, again, like I'm the first person to ever set foot in this podcast from Bulgaria. <laughs> there we go. It's great to have you and thank you for making time for the podcast today, Irina. So let's start off then and let's find out a little bit about you. So tell us a bit about your background and, and what got you into the role that you do today, Irina. Well, as you already mentioned, I had this adventure in China where we actually, that was the first business that we ever started with my co-founder. We went to China where we actually wanted to source products for retail store owners. And that's exactly what we did. So that was the time when I got introduced to customer support in its purest form, because I wasn't only selling the goods, but I also was doing the fulfillment of the goods. So I literally was purchasing them from suppliers. I was packing all the <laughs> batches that we were shipping and actually even shipping the boxes to the carrier companies. That was like the full experience where I had to act not only as a business owner, but I wanted to focus on like marketing and sales, but also as the like background fulfillment processor. And that's when I realized that a lot of problems, they could be prevented just with proactive communication with those customers that were waiting for the package. Because again, people, they want to be actively participating in the process. And what we, we've seen at some point was that people, they were getting anxious and they even placed refund requests on PayPal or other systems just because we were not getting information fast enough. And that's when we introduced this automation that we're using until this day, where the person can look up their package like in real time. And they even receive proactive communication from the service via email that's informing them about the package status any time of the day. 
<laughs> so it was to prevent our own problems. Like we, we actually got uh, even in hot water with merchant account because of the amount of like premature refunds that they placed because we actually were fulfilling the goods, but shipping times from China, they take around 14 days at best. So like 14 days, three weeks, four weeks, that's normal for Chinese. So that's the thing that we introduced that prevented a lot of refunds from ever happening. And like in terms of customer support, I was always available and I was always communicating with those customers like almost 24 seven. A lot of customers like we left a review, like we don't know when Arena is sleeping <laughs> because she wasn't, she wasn't <laughs> at that point. So that's how you first got involved in customer support then. So you were you working over in China, not just you were purchasing from suppliers, but also fulfilling the deliveries at the same time. And one of the key things that you noticed is that when it comes to deliveries, you recognize that there needs to be a more of a proactive approach with customers, right? Just to, to keep them in the loop and help them to be part of, of that whole process and that whole journey. So they felt connected. And if you think about the world that we live in today, uh, Irina, you, you know, there, there are many delivery delays that, you know, when it comes to issues with supply chain from many different products, from cars to parcels and all sorts of things. And so what, what are some of the things that you do at uh, TrackMage that really help to address some of those issues? And, and, and what's the approach that you take? Well, the first thing that we do at TrackMage is that we provide this seamless customer experience for all the customers. I'm not saying our customers. I'm talking about the customers of the customers. Like retail stores, they have the buyers. And this is exactly whom we're servicing with the actual tool. So what we have is we're breaching this gap between when the customer actually presses the buy button and then they receive the package at their post office. So this communication gap presents a lot of opportunities for the brand to forge this trustful bond with the customer. Because what happens in most cases is one of two things. Like the first case is when the brand doesn't inform the customer about the package status at all. They literally, like, that happens a lot with click funnels, I think, because we just don't have anything out of the box. So the, the customer purchases something and then we wait for a month and then it somehow magically shows up in the post. And the other uh, cases, when the brand sends them to a tracking page provided by DHL, FedEx, UPS, you name it. And the customer is actually looking at the package status, but they sometimes even forget from which store they ordered that package. So that's the idea. So we are breaching this uh, communication gap. And while we do this, we send proactive updates to the customers. So they don't even have to reach out to customer support to ask this, like, <laughs> this proverbial question, where is my order? So we don't need to ask that question at all because we already know. So we prevent all those customer support questions from ever happening. And that's almost like 70% of the whole customer support request volume which significantly lowers the burden on the customer support agents. So yeah, that's the idea. And with what we've seen during COVID, during the supply chain challenges is that the frequent delays in package delivery, they, they have to be mitigated somehow by the service. And there is some communication and then the uh, customer can check the tracking page all the time. And we've seen, this is real statistic, but when people are actually actively waiting for the package, we check the tracking page one or two times per day. 
literally like one or two times per day, very checking the status. Just imagine receiving one or two emails per day from the customer asking like, is it there yet? <laughs> well, is it there yet? That's a very frequent case. So we've seen that statistic and we realized that these people, they want to actively be involved in whatever is happening while the package is traveling. So we have that on the tracking page as well, because they can buy additional goods, they can interact with social media, they can go back to the store itself, and they can also contact customer support, of course, because people can never be satisfied without any personal contact. So all that is way better experience than the one that you can get from DHL, FedEx, or UPS. They don't really provide any connection to the brand or any kind of connection to the actual supplier. Supplier of the goods, I mean, in this case, it's the seller. Okay, and so, so thinking about my experience then, let's say when I make a purchase from someone like Amazon, right? And, you know, they certainly keep me fully informed about the delivery and what's going on, the progress that's being made. Is it similar to that or is it a little bit different than in terms of what you're doing, Irina? It's very similar, but it's for those stores that don't sell on Amazon, but on other independent platforms like Shopify, Squarespace, Wix, ClickFunnels, WooCommerce. It's for those small businesses or retailers who prefer to actually do their own fulfillment or use other facilities other than Amazon itself. So yes, it's very similar to what Amazon does and with all the upsells on that page. Because again, Amazon is upselling whatever product there is that matches the preference of a the customer. They don't care about promoting that same brand or that same store. And when it comes to having your own store on some platform like WooCommerce or Shopify, you have total control of the customer experience. And you will be 100% sure that nobody else's product is pushed there but your own. And this way, you can always like have like 100% transparency of what the customer does and what they buy after they bought their initial product from you. So yeah, it's very similar, but still different because you can drill everything. Okay. And so tell me about some of the clients who you've been working with and the impact that your solution has had on their customer experience then. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you about this awesome brand that we engaged with. So they are creating their own independent cartoon series. And when it comes to cartoon series, even though it's for adults, there are a lot of immature audience members who create a lot of commotion with like, oh, I enter a wrong email address when I purchased the comic book or I like all kinds of interesting cases where people were contacting the brand in five multiple places at the same time. So they, they wrote to their WhatsApp, to Facebook, to <laughs> email address, to like whichever place they found. And that was just one single customer asking like, where is my order? Where is my order? Where is my order? Like that was getting really inundating for the brand and they were taking a lot of precautions. But you cannot solve that problem with only just precautions or with duct tape solutions where you just, I don't know, like get your like Zapier or something else in the mix. So what we did, we literally took their entire experience and revamped it. So first thing that we introduced is email validation in the checkout. So since they use WooCommerce, that's possible. On Shopify, it's a little bit more costly because you have to have Shopify Plus subscription to use that service. So the thing is, now the email address is validated at the checkout. So there couldn't be a case where the person cannot receive emails because they always receive them. So next, what we did. After the purchase is made, an email goes out from the store itself like that the purchase is made. But after that, 
the communication continues. So whenever the package changes to in-transit status, so it was shipped, we send an email with a tracking page link to that customer saying like, oh, your order is already in transit. Wait, wait a bit. It's, go it's going to show up. In the meantime, they always check that email and they always go to the link and they always get the real-time status of the package. So that gives them, that alleviates that buyer anxiety, if you will. And they can always check the new episodes on YouTube that are airing and other social media posts because they are all there to entertain the customer. And also, there are some other products that they can buy while we're waiting. And we've seen the conversion rates being from like 5 to 10% from the existing customers. So they were still buying additional products from the tracking page itself. So what happened then is that actually we lowered the undelivered emails to zero. Like it was like around 725 emails that were not delivered just because people entered faulty email address in the checkout. So we uh, lowered that to zero. Then the undelivered packages, oh, they also had that problem. The people were expecting the package, but they were not checking their post office that often. And sometimes the post office themselves didn't send a notification to their address. So what happened is that the brand was suffering great losses with around 1,000 packages pending at the post office at the risk of being shipped back to the brand. I, I mean, Metal Family, I, I haven't ever mentioned the brand, right? <laughs> so Metal Family, we're working with them. So they have this awesome cartoon series and check it out. And it's for adults and it's like very interesting theme. With, uh, yeah, I, sh I shouldn't probably delve into too much detail. So the thing is, those packages that were at the post office, they were pending. And in one month or two months, depending on the post carrier that you're using, they are usually shipped back. And it was a huge risk because the brand then has to purchase them back, all the goods that were already shipped and packed. They have to purchase them back from the post and then ship it again. Or they have to issue an ref a refund. And what was the point, really, for the brand? So we lowered that to, like, from 1,000 packages that were pending to 80. Just 80. And then those 80, like, it's just the rolling average because people still collect all those packages. Like, the actual returns and refunds were lowered to approximately 6 or 10 per year. Like, that's, that's a drastic difference from, like, a thousand of pending packages. So, yeah. And the last thing that definitely let the metal family finally breathe is that people stopped asking those questions, like, where is my order? <laughs> like, they, they stopped spending them with like, where is my, where is my comic book? Where is my comic book? Like, that, that never happens anymore. And yeah, we're still launching some different new features on the tracking page that can still entertain the buyer and get more conversion to the bread. So right now, on average, we're getting like 5 to 10% extra sales. But with all the new features we're going to introduce, I think it's going to jump over to 15% of additional sales that happen on autopilot without any marketing effort from the brand itself. So that's, that's our experience. And what's been the impact on, on the customer experience and, and the reviews that this company has been getting as a result? Oh, yes. Thank you very much for mentioning reviews. I almost forgot because after the package actually gets delivered, we're always on out, like automatically we're asking for reviews. And previously, the brand was not collecting reviews at all. They were not asking for them. Right now, we have over 2,150 reviews collected from 10,000 purchases. So that's like every fifth, fifth customer is leaving a review. And the average rating is 4.9. So everyone is delighted. The five stars reviews, they're just rolling in, rolling in, rolling in. And 
definitely the reviews were posted on the website to just boost the credibility of each product because the customers, they have a lot of good things to say about the product themselves. Wow. So there's just one example of how your solution has helped one of your clients to keep these customers informed about what's happening with their deliveries. So that's reduced the number of questions that these customers have have been trying to find out answers to. It's helped to address their buyer anxiety as well, you've mentioned. But at the same time, as you're keeping these customers informed of the progress with their delivery, there's an opportunity to provide them with some, I guess, some value-added services or other products and services that they might want to buy into. And that's helped to to uplift those extra sales by between 5 to 10%. And also on the back of that, you know, the, the reviews, a fifth of the customers who are purchasing from this, this company are actually leaving reviews with an average of 4.9, which is a fantastic result. So you know, what would your advice be then, Irina, for anyone who's got a, a, you know, a company like this who are having some challenges with their deliveries and, and they're dealing with lots and lots of questions from customers from all different angles, what would your advice be to these companies that will help them to be able to keep a handle on delivery delays and and, and addressing this buyer anxiety that you've already mentioned? Yes. So I think there are probably three things I can share when it comes to creating better post-purchase experience. So the first one is very straightforward. Have your customer support available at all times and make it straightforward for the customer to know how to access customer support, how to contact you. Because I personally had this nightmare experience with one brand from Germany I ordered a custom t-shirt from them. And then I've seen that the, like the tracking number was showing that the purchase actually was shipped to Belgium, not to Bulgaria. I reached out to their customer support and then they didn't reply. I like the email actually bounced. I found another email on their website. I reached out to them. No reply, nothing, just silence. I called them through phone. Like there was an autoresponder that was in German, no, like no options offered and they didn't even hear from me. Okay. I went to PayPal because that was my last resort. I filed a refund request and I got the money. And then in two weeks, you know what happened? In two weeks, the purchase showed up. So they've lost money (laughs) in that case. Like I understand that it's probably mean from my standpoint because I need to support the fellow e-commerce sellers. But I guess like when you're shipping something or when you're providing a wrong tracking number, just give the customer visibility to contact you and inform you if something went wrong. Because it definitely is not hard to reply to an email and explain the situation or at least to say like, oh, we're alive. Don't do anything. Like don't, don't issue a refund. So that will have saved them some money. And I think it's more common than we think and we actually expect. So just make sure that the customer knows how to contact you and reply, please. That's like the first tidbit that I can share about customer support. So allow, make sure the customers can access you. uh, And so allow customers to access customer support so they can ask questions should they have any questions. And then if customers do that, be sure to reply. Was that the second second top tip, was it? And is there a final one or is is there two more to come, Irina? Uh, actually, there are two more to come, but the second one is very related because a lot of businesses, they treat customer support as a cost center. 
like it's a cost we need to just optimize it or just somehow like maybe automate it or something like that so customer support is not a cost center it's a profit center and i would be even so bold to assume that customer support is part of marketing because we are spending so much money like as e-commerce sellers we're spending so much money on attracting more customers or like getting a better return on investment on ads with the customers that know nothing about the brand but what about the ones that are already bought from you they are your best audience and they could become your advocates your evangelists who are going to actually tell the world about how awesome your product is so i guess the second tidbit would be to focus on like lifetime value of the customer and that means provide excellent customer support and customer support is part of marketing in that case if you just treat it as not as a transaction based business but relationship based like lifetime value for the customer so that's the second tidbit and the last one would be ask for reviews okay so we've got allow customers to access customer support and when they do reply Treat customer support as a profit center, not as a cost center, and focus on the lifetime value of those existing customers. And they could be your evangelists, your advocates, absolutely. And then the third piece is around you know, ask for feedback. Ask for feedback, yeah? Okay, great. And so for anyone who's keen to get in touch and contact you then, and Irene, what's the best approach you advise people to take when it comes to contacting yourself or, or getting in touch with, with TrackMage? The best way to contact us at TrackMage would be to visit our website, trackmage.com. You have a, a chat widget where you can contact us directly and somebody from our team is going to reply because we value customer support and we always reply to all the inquiries. You can test that. Then the second best would be to visit our page with a ebook, a free ebook that you can download. That would be trackmage.com slash flywheel dash extra dash sales. And I'm going to share that link with Gavin. I hope you can put it to the description so that people don't have to type that. So that would be the best tidbit that you can get of all these best practices for customer support and creating a best purchase experience for your customers that you can just download as an ebook and apply to your business. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, we'll make sure that we put those links onto the show notes, Irene, so they're there for people to be able to gain access. But yeah, thanks for, for sharing those details. I'm sure you'll have people who want to get in touch. And so you know that this is the Customer Service Gold Dust podcast. And so what would be your gold dust that would help the, the listeners to create exceptional customer experiences. So what's, what are your top, I mean, I know you shared some top tips already about the post-purchase experience, but anything else you want to share for the listeners that will in, improve the experience they provide their customers with? I would say that like definitely like those free tips that I already shared, like so have customer support, reply, make sure that customers can reach you and ask for reviews. These are all applicable. So what's on top of that could be added. Make sure that you care about your customers, like genuinely care about your customers. Like when you have this kind of like even emotional connection to the customers, you don't treat them as numbers in your Stripe account or you don't treat them as transactions. You literally understand that these are people, they have their like aspirations and anxieties and everything. Like, when you build that kind of genuine connection with the customers, they reciprocate. 
and they make sure that your brand grows and everyone knows about it. It's human connection that in our digital first world with COVID actually contributing a lot to it, where we literally just, we, we connect only with those guys that live in our dwelling right now, but everything else is digital. We just literally see the pictures. It's very vital to care about people and understand that they're, they are real people and they need your support and they need you to care about them as much as they care about you and vice versa. Love it. Yeah. Make sure that you spend time caring for your customers. That's definitely a top tip right there. You know, create those connections with your customers. That in itself will help to drive loyalty. It will increase customer satisfaction and it will certainly it help to ensure that your customers recommend you to their family and friends. So, Irina, it's been great to have you on the podcast. Enjoy the rest of the day in Bulgaria, and I will look forward to speaking to you again in the not-too-distant future. Thank you very much, Gavin, and it has been a blast. Thank you very much for having me today, and have a good day. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Customer Service Gold Dust podcast. I'm sure that there are plenty of ideas you can take away and apply to your business today. Three things to do now. Subscribe to the podcast so that you can benefit from every episode. I'd also love to see a little review as well. This helps to spread the word and the gold dust, of course. Head over to Amazon to get a copy of my latest book, Finding Gold Dust, How to Create Exceptional Customer Experiences. The book is endorsed by a former executive vice president of Walt Disney Resorts. And finally, visit my website at www.gavinscott.com. Me and sign up for some more free content. Until next time, stay memorable. <laughs>